Chav Talad Amud seven lines from the bottom. We had in the Mishnah, the previous Mishnah, which was at the bottom of the previous Amud and the top of this Amud, four cases where it wasn't really a get. It got closer and closer to being maybe good, but it wasn't a get. Now, we know in general, regular couple, so they go on and continue because they're not divorced. But let's say the husband was a Kohen. A Kohen has a... A particular restriction that he is not allowed to be married to a divorcee, even if that was his wife that he had divorced, he can't be married to her. And therefore, there's the concept of reyach get. It's not even a real get, but it only kind of like, literally, it's got the scent of a get. And that's actually enough to say that uh, this Cohen would actually have to separate from uh, the one who might even still possibly be his wife because, well, it could be that uh, she's maybe got this scent, the, the little bit of being a grusha. So, how many, if any, of the cases in the mission of the four cases would be a problem or not? Amar Rav, I circled Rav, a line later, I circled Shmuel, I put a one in the margin, and the line next to Rav, a two, line next to Shmuel. On Chafei Amad Aleph, I circled the last word in the line, and the first line is Zairi, and I put a number three in the margin. And three lines below that, the second word is Rabbi Yochanan, I circled Rabbi Yochanan, and put a number four in the margin. So, you ask a question, get four answers. Here we go. Amarav, Kulan Paisin Bikahuna, all four cases in the Mishnah will actually, if that uh, husband is a Kohen, will actually ruin the woman from being able to stay with him because it's kind of close enough to being a get. Except for the first one, which wasn't even really written for gets. Remember, that was a bunch of uh, uh, scribes in, uh, in, in learning how to write a get. But the other ones are all considered as though they have a reach a get and would possible in the case of Kahuna. Shmuel, who we circled, Amar, Afrishain, Nami Posel. Even the original situation where it was just a bunch of Sofrim. Now remember, it wasn't just a bunch of Sofrim right on a get from Bob to Sue. It was a guy named Bob who then took that get and gave it to his wife. Now it was a nothing, but it's still enough that it has a reach ha get. Ve'azda Shmuel, Shmuel who just told us this second approach, he goes according to his uh, reasoning elsewhere. Ve'azda Shmuel according to his reasoning otherwise. Now, in another case, to Amar Shmuel, the case of Yehud and Chalitza is where you have a number of brothers, one of them got married, died childless, his surviving widow now has to be four. Normally, if you have a woman who's married, the husband dies, so she's free, but she has to do either Yehud or Chalitza with any of those surviving brothers. Let's say, and Sahoma Sechta about this, that one of the surviving brothers does something that it's not a full-fledged Yimum or Chalitza, but it kind of like is, but kind of isn't. So, uh, in the realm of Chalitza, where one of the surviving brothers did something, uh, it would be not a good Yimum or Chalitza, but he would not but she, the 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 uh, the widow of the deceased brother who had no children, would not be able to get married to anyone else, and also wouldn't be able to uh, get married to do yibum with any of the other brothers. Anyway, says Shmuel, uh, wherever meaning like in the Mishnayos or Brises, where the rabbis use the term a get puzzle, it's a get puzzle. They don't say uh, that it's uh, a no get. They just say it's a get, but it's puzzle that equals. Pusel u posel. It's pusel, it's no good, but it would be posel from kahuna in that type of case. Um, pusel and posel. 
B, chalitza, when you're in the realm of Yibam and chalitza, and the Chamim calls something that was done a chalitza psula, that equals pesula. The chalitza is no good, so she can't go and now marry some other uh, guy uh, just yet. And it also ruins her ability to be taken in Yibum by any of the other brothers. Okay, comma. But Marava out west, Amri Mishmei de Rebbe Elazar, as long as we're talking about a case of Chalitza being done and being done improperly, how much of an effectiveness it has, he's supposed to take the uh, shoe off of her right uh, foot. Uh, it's also supposed to be done during the daytime. Let's say it was done smile, the left uh, shoe, or lila, it was done at night, not during the day, pesulais, those are invalid chalitzas, u poislais, and it uh, ruins her uh, from being able to um, be taken in Yibu by any of the other brothers. If, however, the mistake was even more extreme, where it wasn't a adult brother, let's say an eight-year-old did the chalitza, or ampilia, they didn't use a even a shoe of any sort, forget right or left, they used a ampilia, which is like a sock, those are psulais, uh, invalid uh, chalitza, ve'ein poislais, but it would not ruin her ability to be taken by any of the other brothers, and another brother would actually be able to uh, do a yibum. Ziiri, who we had circled, is a third approach to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah was the case of uh, Gitin. Ziiri says, actually, Kulan, all the four cases in the Mishnah, Ein Poislin, they actually don't ruin that woman if the husband happens to be a Kohen from being able to stay with the husband. Chutzbinachron, except the last one, because basically that's an issue of Brera and well, Lechumra, even if we're not sure, we will say that there is retroactive determination, in which case that uh, that's good enough to uh, ruin her from being able to go back to be with her Kohen husband. Vasi said similarly, Kulan, all the cases in the Mishnah, Ein Poislin, do not ruin a Mrs. Kohen from being able to stay with her husband Kohen. Chutz uh, except the last case. And finally, Rabbi Yochanan, we start with Rabbi Yochanan, a fourth approach, Amar, all the cases in the Mishnah, the first, the second, third, and even the fourth, af acharain, even the final case, uh, nami enoposel, will not uh, ruin her, uh, if the husband is a Kohen, from being able to stay with him, basically because we say, ein breira, there's no such thing as retroactive determination. That which we hear Rabbi Yochanan saying, this based on ein breira, goes according to something, uh, parallel to something he had said elsewhere. Yochanan. Uh, the case over here is when you have a father. Father passes away, leaving a number of brothers. At some point after the father passes away, the brothers split the land assets of the father. Now, when they split the land assets of the father, all land, assuming we're in Israel, we know that it goes back during the Jubilee year. And no matter what happened every it's 49 or 50 years, it goes back uh, to the original ancestral owner. So, the father was the original owner. What happens if a Yovel year comes? So brothers split the estate. They are considered lekuchayshein. They're considered their status is like um, purchasers. In which case, you say uh, there's no brera. What each brother got doesn't determine what he necessarily should have got, and therefore machzirin lazeb by Yovel. And the jubilee year, they have to put it all back into the pot. Now they just turn right around and take the same thing they had, but they have to go through that process. Okay, and that's Rabbi Yochanan telling us by the halachas of Yerusha, that ain't breira, and also by the halachas of uh, Gitin, ain't breira. Vitzricha, we need to hear Rabbi Yochanan tell us ain't breira by both of those things. We wouldn't have necessarily known one 
if we didn't hear the other. De it mar I squiggle on line de de it mar baha. If we heard Rabbi Yochanan say this in the case of get that ain breira, I would have thought to say baha kam Rabbi Yochanan de ain breira. That's where he says it mishum de boinan because there's a specific requirement in the realm of get that the pasuk says vekasav law law is in quotation marks which equals lishmad has to be for her. Okay, so that's why Ain Brera wasn't specifically for her. You can't say that like afterwards, a week later, it determines that's not Lalishma. Aval Hasam, when it comes to the brothers who had split the deceased father's uh, land assets, Mecher, who, Damarachman what goes back in a Yovel year? Sales of land. But it's not a sale, this is an inheritance, this is a Yerusha, Val Yerushu, Matana, things that are inheritances or gifts, low. That's what I would have thought. Okay, so you definitely have to tell me this uh, din of Einbrera in the case of uh, Jubilee year land returning. V.E., why not then just tell me that? Vyashminan Sada, I would have thought to say, oh, you know why it goes back into a pot and has to be split again? Mishum de lechumra. In other words, it's a chumra to have to give it back. And even if we weren't sure, we would, what do we usually do when you're not sure? You go lechumra. But to say that uh, the get won't possible, that would end up being a kula. So we wouldn't do that. Inami, alternatively, in other words, you're just going back to what originally was. In the case of a get, I might have thought to say that wouldn't be the case. Therefore, it's really, you have to tell me in the case of get as well. Period. And I underlined Rav Yehuda. Now, in the margin, I use the left-hand margin, but we're going to have three stages here. Stage A, stage B, and stage C. We put a a in the margin after the word Haishia encircled it. Two lines later, I put a B in the margin after the word Yeser encircled it. And uh, two and a half lines later, last one on the line is Al, I put a C in the margin and encircled it. We're going to have a back and forth between Rav Haishia and Rav Misharsha. And here we go. Bolimine, question is asked by Rav Haishia to, and I underlined also, Rav Yehuda. Imagine this case. Amar Lilavlar, you have a husband, he says to his wife, Excuse me, he says to a cipher, he's got a number of wives, and he wants the sofer to write up again. And by the way, the wives are both named Sue. Uh, this is what the husband says to a cipher. I want you to write on again for me and my wife Sue, and it'll go to whichever one of them walks out the front door first. Okay? Mahu. That's Rafaisha's question. Like, does that work uh, or not? Is that, would that be an effective get if it was delivered or not? Amarle, so says Rav Yehuda back to Rav Hoshia, Tani Sua. Oh, we should be able to conclude that from uh, our Mishnah's case, the Mishnah that we had uh, yesterday on Daf Chaftal Adamarav and Chaftal Beis. Here's a quote from that Mishnah, about a line and a half. What do we say? Yes, sir, Miken. Amarle Lavlar, if you have a husband who said to a scribe, a cipher, quote, Ksoyit Lezer She'er Tse'egaresh, right out the gate. Both my wives' names are Sue. Whichever one I decide, I'll divorce. What do we say? Puzzle legareish boy. It would be invalid for him as the husband to use to divorce his wife. What do we see from here? Alma ein brera. Okay, and that somehow is uh, Rav Yehuda's response. Apparently, uh, uh, ein brera. Eisvei, I guess Rav Hoshia brings the following Tanaic source, just over three lines, and apparently it would be a question on that. This is a case from Masechus Pesachim. You have a father with a bunch of kids, and they're going to Jerusalem for the Passover holiday, and in the times of the base of Mikdash, there's a Korba Pesach offered, 
and uh, they're on their way to Yerushalayim. The father might get there first, but on the journey, Ha'imer Lebanov, father, like they're on their way, a couple days before Pesach, says to his sons, uh, quote, I'm going to go ahead, boys, and be there for the time of the Shechita, but Hareini Shechet, I hereby am going to Shechet, like the family's Korban Pesach, is a Pesach, al mi sheyala mikem rishon Yerushalayim. Whichever one of you uh, makes it first to Yerushalayim, he's basically trying to be Mizarez, his uh, his kids. And uh, now, the, the kids are only expected, for whatever reason, to get to the city at, I don't know, uh, 4, 4.30, uh, 5 in the afternoon. Um, well, the Korban Pesach is shechted, let's say, at about 2, 2.33. Kavan, what does the Tanakh source say the din would be in this case? Kavan shenich nas rishon, as soon as the first one of the sons gets into, I guess, the old city of Jerusalem, Roshai Verubai, his head and his body, his everything first, Zacha Bechalkai, he has acquired his chilek, even though that might be like an hour or two after the animal is actually shechted, and through him getting his portion, he takes all of his brothers along with him to get a portion. That's the end of that Tanaic source, and that seems to uh, indicate that there is Brera, because what happened later, in other words, the son that got there first, an hour or two after was shechted, retroactively determines that he was the one that, so to speak, uh, that the Korban was shechted for on behalf of his brothers. Amar so says back, Rav Yehuda to Rav Haishia. Haishia Bri, Haishia, my son. Ma'inyin p'sachem, Eitzel Gitin. How can you compare the two, the Korban Pesach to the case of Get? Ha'itmar Allah, because we have a comment on that case of the Korban Pesach and the father who wants to encourage his sons to get there, uh, that the only thing he was actually doing was Kedelezarzan B'mitzvahs. Really, the father had in mind all of his kids were going to be uh, Manuim, uh, participants, subscribers to that particular Korban Pesach, already from before the time that it, it was shechted. Now, why did he say something then which indicated maybe otherwise, like, hey, whichever one of you gets there first will be mezakhet for all the kids? He simply wanted to encourage them to uh, to show up uh, as early as they could. Dekanami, an actually precise reading of the uh, Tanakh source, will bring out that point to Katani. Here's uh, about a line and a half of the uh, the continuation of that Tanakh source. I put right angles in. Kevan shenichnas rishain roishay once the first one uh, first of the sons gets in, uh, the his head and the majority of his body, he gets his portion, and he also gets, uh, through him, all the other brothers get their portion. Now, let's analyze that, colon. E, I squiggle and align the word E, and a line later, I squiggle and align the word Ela'i. If you want to say that the father had in mind that he registered each one of them as members of that particular carbon Pesach, Shapir, that's how whichever one of the sons gets there first is the one who, so to speak, is Mizak, all of his brothers along with him. Ela'i Amris, I squiggle on the Ela'i. Ela'i Amris, Deloim Ninhu, that the father never was Menea them. How could he possibly have them be part of the Korban Pesach after the animal had already been shechted? Lacha Mi Ka Mismanu. It doesn't work that way, question mark, comma. Vehatznan, because we have a Mishnah in Mesachis Pesachim that says clearly, you have a Korban Pesach, it's an animal, I don't know, 20 people could eat it. You could have people sign up to be part of it, you could have people actually remove themselves from being part of it. Up until when? Up until the Shechita. Nimnin, you could become part of a group that's going to be uh, shy to a particular animal for Korban Pesach, who and they could pull out 
Mimenu from that deal, Ad Shiyishchait, up until the moment of Shrita. However, not after that. Okay, period. Tanya Nami Hachi, we have a Brisa, which kind of brings out the point we just made. The Brisa goes for a line and a half. It says as follows. Maisit once happened in one of those cases. Vikadmu Banois Libanim. There were a number of sons, and they were all uh, encouraged to come to Yushalayim and get there first. And were actually daughters. And guess what? The daughters got there before the sons. Vinimtsu, and it turned out that the Banois were Zrizais. The daughters were much more uh, alert in getting mitzvahs done properly and quickly, and uh, on time, Ubanim, Shefalim, and the kids were uh, Shefalim, uh, sort of like, you know, lowly, or maybe we'll say like lazy. Now, it didn't say that it turns out that the girls were Zoycha, the Korban Pesach, and the, and the sons weren't. It's just an issue of, are they, uh, are they Zariz, or are they Shafel? Period. Okay. Amar Abaye. Abaye, who I half-boxed, Three lines later, directly underneath by is Rava. I half boxed him, and five lines below that first word in line is Lay Brera Amarle, and then Rav Misharsha. I half boxed Rav Misharsha. So we're gonna have Abaye, Rava, and Rav Misharsha going back to the two dots we had. I don't know about seventeen lines, but there was this back and forth between Rav Hoshia and Rav Yehuda, and it's uh, not really clear exactly that they're on the same wavelength. Says Abaye. Let's go back. We had what a stage A, B, and C. So says Abaye. The question that Rav Hoshia asked Rav Yehuda was a case of, apparently it seems like that, Tola Bedas Acherim. He wanted to know what's the din in a case of Brera, where it depends on what someone else does. Because he asked him, uh, what would be a husband had to get? He has two wives named Sue, and he says, well, whichever one of the wives walks out of the house first is going to be the one that'll get, uh, that'll get before. That's Tola Bedas Acherim. That's not something the husband decides. That's whichever wife decides to walk out first. And then in the B stage, Rav Yehuda answered him with a case that seemingly was not comparable because that was a toila bidas atzmai. That was something that depended on not what the other party was going to do, but what the husband itself was going to do. It's the case where the husband told the scribe right out of get, and I'll decide which uh, wife I want to give it to. And then uh, stage C, uh, Rav Hoshia then brought an Aceve from something that was Tolabadas Achairim, a case like the Korban Pesach, where it's not the father who's deciding, it's, it's like whichever son gets there first. So what's going on in the back and forth? It seems like they're not talking about the same thing. Amar Rava, Rava says, now it doesn't say Amar Lay, but I guess Rava said in regards to that which Abaye had brought up, my Kushio, what's the question? Like, what's the problem over here? Dilma, Maybe whoever the Tanaic opinion is, man de isle, that agrees that there's this concept of Brera, Loishna makes no difference whether the way that we determine the thing is Toyobadas Asma, whether it's the person himself, whether it's what someone else does or says. Isle Brera, Brera always works. Similarly, comma, uman de Laisle Brera, the opinion that does not agree with retroactive determination. It would also make no difference, Leishna, whether that which retroactively determined the thing was Tolubadas Asma, the person himself, Veloishna wouldn't make a difference if it was Tolubadas Acherim, if it was someone that's is something that someone else did, Leisle Brera. Like, maybe that's the thing. You hold across the board, there is Brera, across the board, there isn't. So I don't understand what Abai's problem is, says Rava. Amar Rav Misharsha. We have Pax Rav Misharsha, because Rav Misharsha is now speaking back to Rava. 
That's interesting you say that, that maybe if you hold a braver, you hold it across the board, and you hold of ain braver, you hold it across the board, because we have two cases, uh, precedent of Tanoim, we'll have Vaha Rebbe Yehudai, Box Rebbe Yehuda here, and on Amud Bays on the sixth line, uh, near the end of the line is Reb Shimon, I box Reb Shimon. We're going to bring the precedent, or at least Reb Sharsh is going to point out to Rava that in both those cases, that's not true. Vahar Reb Yehuda, let's read inside now. He's a in a case of Tolavadas Asmai. When the issue is, it depends on something that I'll do in the future, Laisle Brera. He does not hold a Brera. Whereas, Kama, Tolavadas Acherim, when it's something that someone else will do in the future, Isle Brera, he yes holds a Brera. And here are the two cases, colon. Toila bedas atzmai, I squiggle on the bedas atzmai and underline lace le brera desanya. If this Tanaic source looks familiar, I think it comes up, I don't know, five to ten times in the shas in various places. Here it is. So the case is like this. The background is it's, let's say, late Friday afternoon, and you need uh, wine for Shabbos, but uh, you don't, now, now by the way, uh, grapes or grape juice or wine in Israel has to have tithes taken from it first. It's not like in in uh, Napa Valley where you can just squeeze the grapes and wine. You, don't have to, you actually have to do a bunch of things, take trumas and mices from it for it to be uh, okay. Let's say it's late, late, late Friday afternoon and somebody needs some wine and there's a bunch of guests coming over, whatever the case is, and uh, there's no one to sell the wine except a kusi. And a kusi is a suspect of not uh, taking proper trumas and maestras, which would make the stuff basically not kosher to drink. So what do we say in that case? Disanya. The brysa, which we'll start here, goes until the uh, middle of the second line on Amad Beis. You have a Jew, it's late Friday afternoon, he buys some wine from the kusim. Now, it shouldn't be a problem, because as he gets home, he could be able to pour off like 2% of that wine into another bottle or container, and that'll be true, that'll be for the Kohen, the next 10% for the lady. The problem is he doesn't have any other containers to pour it into. And therefore, you know what he can do? Oimer, he can make a verbal declaration. Lugin, shani the hafrish. Two lugans, literally, uh, two, I don't know, two ounces, two fluid ounces. It means like 2% that in the future, like Saturday night or Sunday when I go to the Kalim, that in the future that I'll be mafrish, I'll separate harayhain truma. He declares them truma. Now, it's still wine floating around in the same big barrel. The next thing he makes as a declaration, asara, and another 10 portions, in other words, like 10% of what left would be maiserishayim. That's maiserishayim, I'll go to the levy. Um, again, he doesn't have any kalim to pour this into, he's ma- just making these verbal declarations. And then tisha, tisha of the whole, which is 10% of what's left, will be maiserishayim the second time. Now, maiserishayim, by the way, he has the ability to redeem it, so mechal. He transfers the holiness of the maiserishayim, uh, with a mere verbal declaration on money that he's got, like, I don't know, up on the top shelf in his uh, kitchen. Bottom line, now it's Friday, now it's Shabbos Kodesh, Vishayi can drink all Shabbos this wine, Diva Rabbi Meir. Kama, Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Shimon, all three of them say, Oisrin, it would not be allowed, apparently, they don't hold a Brera. What the guy does on, say, Saturday night, by pouring various parts of the wine that's left into other kalim, will not retroactively determine that the stuff that they drank on Shabbos was uh, already tithed. Okay, so we see Rebbe Yehuda, when it comes to Toyle he doesn't agree with Brera, but yet Toyle Cherim, I squiggle on Bedasa Cherim, Isle Brera, and underline Isle Brera, we see that Rebbe Yehuda would hold the Brera. Where's that? Ditznan, we have a uh, Mishnah near the end of the um, it'll box it off. It goes for about a line and a half. Um, 
Let's say you have a husband who he's uh, not well, he's sick, and he has, uh, I don't know, he's got some slime bag brother. He has no children, and he has uh, some really uh, uh, not nice brother just out on parole, and he's afraid the brother might do even or something like that. So he says to his wife, um, he writes that again and says, this is your get from now if he dies from that particular illness. So uh, everyone agrees that it is a get if he dies from that illness. Now the issue is, and now we'll... Uh, read back into the quote of the Mishnah, So what would the wife be during those interim days? Let's say, I don't know, the, the month in between when the husband said that and uh, if he actually dies, can she like stay with him? Or maybe she can't. So Rabbi Yehuda, who I underlined, here's Rabbi Yehuda, She's a full-fledged wife and therefore if he, let's say, is a Kohen, she can continue eating truma, and if she has some sort of adulterous affair, she'll get chaynik. In other words, she's a full-fledged wife. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Well, what happens when he dies? Remember, he gave her a get already, like a month ago. Ulechimayis havegita. And when he does die, if he does die, it is a good get. Now, that's pretty clear that when it's Talibad al-Sacheirim, uh, then there is Breira. Let's see the Rashi. There's a beautiful Rashi here. It's about halfway down the narrow lines. Dibra Maskil. Ulechimayis havegita. End on the Dibra Maskil. Dikatani Resha. Again, this is the background that we didn't see. We see that is a good get. Hareze get. And then we're, we pick up where uh, the Tanaic source had asked, uh, well, what's she during those internal days? And Rabbi Yehuda had said, What's the main point? Alma, he vectored the word Alma. We see from here, lo palig Resha. Rabbi Yehuda didn't pipe up at all in the Resha. Veloi am rina. And we don't say, oh, this is a get lachar misahu. Why? Because Kevan Damar Ma'achshav, since his original statement was to his wife, uh, Behold, you should be divorced me from now, Afal Gav Haget, even though when he actually gave her the get, Misafkale Im Yechei He didn't know if he was going to live, he didn't know if he was going to die, he didn't know what. And I underline the next line, Vitalah Bedas. So then, who's the condition dependent on? No one other than the one who ultimately is in control of his life and death. In other words, the Lord. And what happens when he does die, let's say a month later? It becomes clear, like the word Breira becomes retroactively determined to Mishas Nesina, that actually from the moment it was given, like he did die from that illness, it turns out she was actually a divorcee from a month ago. That's how he gave it to her. He said, if he dies, and he died. <coughs> now, Continues the Rashi This is not like other conditions that a man might put in a divorce document. where he has the ability to fulfill them. and he intends to fulfill them. when he makes the condition and when it's fulfilled. it turns out that it's to get retroactively the hasam. Lifetime mission prayer. That has nothing to do with Breira. Aval aval here. He doesn't have the ability to decide when he's going to live or when he's going to die. Ubishasa Tanai Usafik, it was a big, I don't know what the time he made the Tanai. That's Tanai Miskaima A11, it just got fulfilled on its own. And I underline till the end of the Rashi, Elav Mishum Breira, if not for the fact that there was Breira, Lo Have Get Michaim. It wouldn't be a Get Michaim. Let's go back now in the Gemara. Last one on the fifth line. It's either of Misharsha again saying to Rava with another tunnel. Let's just go with that. Girsa Amarle says or Misharsha again to Rava. Harib Shimon. We'll see. There's also the tunnel of Shimon. We had Bakshub Shimon, who, like Rabbi Huda, we had just seen. Also, when it's a case of Toilabadas Atzmai, 
Lay Brera, he doesn't agree with the concept of Brera, yet when it's Taylor Badasa Chairim, Islay Brera. Where do we see that? Colon. Well, Taylor Badasa Asmai, Squiggling on Badasa Asmai, when he's making the condition, it has to do with something that he's going to do or not do. Lay Brera, and on Lay Brera, where do we see that? Well, Hadamr, and we had to look on the second line. Remember, there were three Tanaim together, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yosef, and also Rabbi Shimon. So apparently he doesn't hold a Brera. Yet, Kama, the same Rabbi Shimon, when it's Taylor Badas Achairim, I squiggle on the line Badas Achairim, Islay Brera, he does hold of the concept of Brera, Disanya. Here's a Brisa, which uh, clearly indicates that Rabbi Shimon would hold a Brera. Imagine you have a uh, man and a woman, they're not married. And the man wants to mekadesh the woman. A man can be mekadesh the woman with kesef shtar or bia. He wants to mekadesh the woman, and he says to the woman, "Harini boleich, you know what? I'm going to have relations with you right now, so that you should be my my fiance. Al menashi yirzaba on the condition that your uh, daddy uh, agrees when he hears about it afterwards. Kama, what do we say? Even if the father, when he hears about it, was not happy, didn't want it, still." Mekudeshes. It would be a good kiddushin. Basically, because this guy, when he had the bia with uh, his, uh, I don't know, the one he wants to be his wife, he's not going to have his nus. In other words, even though he said that, he really, in his in his heart, felt that he was having relations with uh, this uh, lady as kiddushin. Okay. Reb Shimon ben Yehuda, Imer Mishum. Reb Shimon, and on Reb Shimon, because that's the time that we're focusing on now. What does Reb Shimon say about this when the father hears about it, let's say a week later, and agrees or disagrees? Reb Shimon says, Ratzav, if the father says, okay, yeah, I'm all right with that, Mikudeshis, and it is a good Kiddushin. Kama Ratzav, if the father doesn't agree that he wanted it that way, ain't a Mikudeshis. And, and that's because the whole Bia. Uh, that which the man had said to the woman was on the condition that your daddy agreed, which sounds like that there is Brera. That which the father says later on will determine whether it was a Bia with a good Kedushan intent or not. Those points that were raised, either, let's just say, Rav Meshach, both times to Rava, Rava responds, and with this we'll conclude. Amar Leh says, Rava back to Rav Mesharsha, no. Ben the Rabbi Yehuda, Ben the Rabbi Shimon, both Tanaim you had brought, makes no difference whether the condition in the future has to do with what he himself will do. Doesn't make a difference if it's determined by what others do. Both of them, they all hold a Brera. Now that's fine, except didn't we have the case of the wine from the Kusi, where they apparently do not hold a Brera? The Hasam says the Gemara, in the case of the wine from the Kusi, on uh, late Friday afternoon into Shabbos, Kedikatani time. You just have to actually keep reading, and the uh, the reasoning behind those opinions is stated, and this is a Tanaic source, till the next Mishnah. Amru Loyla Rabbi Meir, so they, that would include Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, said back to Rabbi Meir, don't you agree? Shema Yivaka Hanoi, you never know, like, let's say, uh, or no Saturday afternoon after all the guests were there and drank from this wine, that maybe the receptacle that the wine is being held in could crack and all the wine could go like spill out onto the floor. It turns out that these people were drinking untithed wine retroactively. And that is their concern. Why? Because the things that's going to be done are not going to be done until, let's say, Machi Shabbos. That can happen on Shabbos. That's their concern. In other words, they agree um, that 
there is Breira. It's just it's a more practical concern of maybe this will be a big problem. Amr lahem, so says back Rabbi Beir to them, when the barrel breaks, I'll worry about it. Which Rashi says, let's see the Rashi inside, if a case comes to me like that, you're right. Then it turns out that they drank uh, untithed uh, wine retroactively. You don't have to be concerned for this. It's highly unusual for a barrel to crack open and break. That's in the snake source. Adkan.